All right, well, this is a, a hard one. We are dreading it. But there were some people that spoke in with us, mainly connected to you through some of the Facebook groups. The topic here is called Nearing the End. And uh, there are some things that we were told that we were glad to have been told and glad that glad that they happened. Uh, the whole... When, when you start to make that turn and realizing, I mean, for me, the whole time I was resolute, the Lord is going to heal my son. And even toward the very end, I was, was like, okay, well, this is when God shows up. You know, everybody else says it's too late and he's too far gone. And this is when God does his thing. Which I differed a little bit. And you were, but you were ahead, no. ahead of me in, because you were doing things in that space that yeah. I was like, why would we do that? He's going to be healed. I always believed the Lord could, and that did not change until the, he took his last breath. I mean, I really did, and I, I still to this day think he could have, and I still think for other stories, I think he can, and I keep asking me him to show me those stories, but I, yeah, I had done a lot more work on the front end yeah. of understanding where we're at and being... We, we just operate different, though. That's, yeah, wired differently. We're like wired we different. about earlier, yeah. Right, and... So in the last six weeks, six, four to six weeks, like there's a definite, I mean, we had been on hospice, we'd been on palliative care, but Abram's still pretty, uh, I mean, he's all like he's, his faculties are, and he's not walking around great, but he's, he's, he's not so deteriorated. Uh, but those last four to six weeks where we were really watching him little bit go every day it was after he got sick and then he didn't walk again i mean he he lost his vision because the tumors in his in his brain eventually pushed on optic nerves or whatever they technically in his brain but or they're in a skull on a skull right they never mm -hmm. crossed blood brain barrier but yeah a lot uh, of neuroblastoma does his did not yeah and that we know of there was incredible swelling in his skull where he i mean his skull was very misshapen and he was extremely skinny. I mean, there wasn't. I've any, never seen anything like it. Yeah, I mean, it's like take the worst pictures you've seen of the Holocaust. It was kind of like looking at those pictures now. Like when you're in the middle of it, you don't. It's literally. like you know it, but you, but when I see those pictures now, it's they're so jarring. Yeah, they take um, my breath away. Yeah, and uh, but there were there were some connections Ashley had. Uh, through the Facebook groups that of families that had lost kids fairly recently, and they they offered some things up that and they would, th that group and the women that I still am connected to through that are been amazing. I mean, I think of Amy who like literally just would spend time on the phone with me and text me constantly just through yeah. it all because she had gone through it and yeah, we she got it at, at that particular point. We desperately wanted to hear from people who had been in that space, but pretty much no one else. And the Dings were ex insanely safe. They were one of the best yeah. resources, I think, that we had. Yeah, because what you realize, especially after Abram passed away, is just, like, it's a really sacred thing to recount those last days, months, whatever. Which we didn't, when the Dings were doing that, I didn't realize the cost of what they were doing for us. Like, I really didn't, I... I was so absorbed in where I was at that I didn't realize what it was costing them. For them to, to go back this, to go really back through that again. To do it for us. Yeah. And yet to know I mean, they what they were for us in that season specifically yeah. was huge. I mean it it was one of the few places I felt safe. Yeah. And so we wanted to dredge through this awful topic. I mean, hopefully no one would ever have to need to listen to this, but this side of glory probably that's going to be necessary. so kind of the hope is what the dangs and those folks on facebook were for us is we could be a little bit of that so i don't know i was just thinking like yeah. for someone that doesn't necessarily like that was what was so hard it's hard to find those people yeah and but and you, you're lucky when you do yeah and so to have someone else speak over it honestly more than anything it was like i didn't feel alone like that, yeah. the the overarching theme of all of that is like no one had answers, no one has whatever, and they all knew that there weren't any. It was just, hey, you're not alone. Like what you're feeling is not crazy. And so 
I think there's such a gift in that to be in it and be like, I feel, I mean, so insanely lost. Yeah, because literally like like the ground you're standing on is just falling away. Like your whole world's nothing falling apart around you because I mean, it's your child. It's it's there's nothing greater um, that you have. And just being so confronted by that reality and tragedy and and he's like you start grieving even before he's gone because you're you're already I know we're like planning funeral stuff before he was gone. Right. And that was awful. Like but he's was. hanging out by a thread and we knew we'd want to do it quick. And that last week we're not naive. I mean we I I we did not lose hope that the Lord could, but I felt at that point, at least where I was at and Jack and I were different, like the Lord was like, This isn't his story. And there's a sweetness that the Lord could speak that to me and yet this place where I think about times where I'm like, I'm, I mean, and this is real raw and I don't share this honestly really with anyone, but I, there's times where I'm laying next to my son who is dying, who's asleep. And I'm picking out pictures that I'm going to put in his funeral. I mean, and that, that's dark shit. Like, I mean, it doesn't get a lot darker than that. And so, but I, at least for me, like, I was like, I have to do something. I have to do something active to honor him. And I couldn't in those moments, like the last week really, he always wanted me to cuddle him. He always wanted me to hold him. And I did that every second I could. And that last week, it was really hard for him because he was in so much pain to even be touched was really hard. And so he wanted me next to him. Like when stuff went bad, it was me. He only wanted me in the room. And that is an honor. And I am so honored that I got to be that for him. And yet there's this place where I felt so helpless. And I'm like, how can I honor you? I mean, and it's just dark. It's, it's dark. Yeah, so I thought before maybe getting all the way to the end, like yeah. some of that stuff, like like tell the story about like the dress. Yeah, so one of the things, one of the things I had seen on one of the Facebook groups that they had talked about was like knowing your kid's dying, unless the Lord ends up healing them, always. But... Picking out a funeral dress, like no mom wants to do that. No mom wants to know, like, like how, why the hell would you ever wear that dress? Like, you don't want to do that. And so one of the things that I don't even know who it was, to be honest, shared on this Facebook site was that they let, not telling them it was for their funeral, anything else, just they picked out a couple dresses that they got from the store and they came and be like, baby, which one do you love most? And that's when they wore to the funeral and that was their dress because their child picked it. And so it's something I ended up doing and I will tell you God's grace in that story specifically is I had gone and gotten two different dresses that I had picked out and he loves gold and blue. So I had a gold one and a blue one and I tried them both on and this is like a day or two before he lost his sight and he picked the blue one. And to this day, I don't, it's not a dress I wear often, but I'm like, it's a dress that he was like, mommy, I like that dress. I'm like. That's the dress I like best if you're going to pick one. And there's a sweetness in that. Like there's a sweetness in like, when I think of that, it's not just the dress I wore at my son's funeral. It's literally the dress that my son picked. Mm. And so stuff like that, that I would never have thought of. Like even the Hamolds, our, yeah. our most treasured possessions, hands down in our house, besides pictures. If something happened to our house, it'd be pictures. Like I have a drive. We bought this insanely expensive backup drive of all the pictures because I got crazy where I'm like, I can't lose my pictures. Like it became so extreme where I'm like, was having anxiety about ever losing them. And so I had this extra drive on top of extra drives and I would grab that and I would grab, we did these hand molds. So I have one with me and Abram holding hands interlaced and and he doesn't, like at this point, he's just like, he loves that stuff. Like he's like, oh, this is fun. Let's do this. Like make you happy. And then- you have one. Yeah. And, and, and but yeah, basically what it is, like you stick your It's actual you, molds. Yeah, you, like it's it's my hand and Abram's hand and, and your hand it's separate. But you you stick them into this cube and it's like a plaster kind of mold. And so when it comes out, it's it's the it's my hand holding his hand. But it, what's crazy is like I would never have thought to do those things. Like that was only because I, I was on these groups and it was hard and I would was vulnerable enough on there of like, okay, like what, what do I look for? And these are like what people are like, Hey, these things are what were helpful and what I have now. And so to be aware of that is such a gift. It sucks to talk about because no one 
when we were at that point, like even when I'm reading about that, like it almost felt like a betrayal, like, okay, I'm not hopeful. And there was always this like guilt of like, if I do these things, if I land here, if I'm trying to do these things, am I not still expecting that God can? And I, I can look back and I, I wrestled with that a lot during, I can look back and tell you that I still believe, but I couldn't see it clear. It was too messy. It was too much. It was too much emotion. And I'm so glad we have those things. Because mm. what's the worst case? God heals them. And you have really sweet memories of those things. Like yeah. that that's a gift. Yeah. Any, any kind of, like we've got pictures hung on our wall of things that Abram drew. Before he was even sick though, like I framed a bunch of pictures yeah, that he had drawn. Just, My favorite, he drew a picture of God at six years old hmm. before he got diagnosed. Before we'd even had, I mean, I wasn't even aware. And he drew this at school. It wasn't just church. Like he went to school and just what he drew is beautiful. And I look at it now and I'm just like, God had a relationship with him that I think precedes proceeds that's not the right word transcends i don't know most things like it was very sweet yeah but those little practical things we like i said we we had no i mean we hadn't been through any of anything like that and you're not prepared and then the other hard part like i said like it it feels like a betrayal like oh well do i not have faith if i'm doing this it does but now on this side of it you're just like like those are our most treasured things like the handhold thing. I remember I had to do a presentation on our most treasured thing. I, I, I didn't even want to. I didn't bring it in because I was so scared. Like something might happen to it. I might drop it. I might break it or whatever. Yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah, because that's that's. I mean, that's his hand, and I I would never be able to interlaced with yours. Yeah, I'd never be able to recreate that in any way. And so, we we're very fortunate and glad to. Glad's a terrible word, but yeah. uh, th- thankful that those those people spoke those things into us to get the record the I love you's record heartbeats. I wish I would have done more of the I love you's videos. Like that was one of the things like um because Amber said it all the time. And I have a ton of that. I I had heard and I wish I would have done this and this was the exact reason I didn't was because I felt like it was a betrayal was people when they're still healthy doing okay like and by the time I was like, I should do this, it was, it was honestly, it wouldn't have been worth it. Like what it would have been, would have been forced, but doing like happy birthdays to the other kids and just stuff that you're not going to regret having that even if the Lord heals and don't lose sight of that, like, it's not a betrayal. Like, and, and I wish I would have felt more confident in that of all that would be as a testimony that, Hey, look what, how scared I was. And yet God did this. Mm. And instead I was so like anxious to not be hopeful that I'm like, I'm not doing that because if I do that, then I'm assuming this is going to happen. And now I look back and I'm like, I wish I had videos of him just, and we do, and we have, we have a lot of videos that are very organic, but I'm like, how sweet would it be each year for me to have a video for each of my kids of him singing happy birthday to them or saying, Hey, happy birthday. I love you. Like, like we're not telling him this is no, why you're doing it. We're just he like, would have loved to do that. He would have been so far to, he he loved doing that kind of stuff he loved making videos like he uh, it would have been a fun thing in in September uh, earlier that month so he, he passed away September 24th I've got videos of him we had some family members this is when Delta is making its rounds and I've got I think two uncles at the same time get COVID not doing good and I was like hey bud why do you uh, w- would you want to make a video for your uncles they're like yeah just and he say, "Hey, Uncle John. Hey, Uncle Larry. I hope you feel better. I'm so sorry you have COVID." And he's he's blind. He's he looks like an alien. He had just had Delta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he had, and was okay. Yeah, just for the record. Yeah, and just just special things. He was willing to do all those all those and to speak against that. Like your your faith is not going to be what holds the yeah. Lord's healing hand Yes. either way. And, it's and I not, wish I would have walked in there. Yeah. And, and I don't even know that we could have articulated that at the time. No, I don't think we could have. But we felt it, and it hindered some of the things that we would have done. And I'm glad that we did do the things that we did. But, yeah, I think there's more we would have done. Right. Because you just don't have anything to lose by doing those things. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's so natural, but where you're at is was very natural too, right? Like you're yeah. like the the way you describe the like, hey, for us to do this, some of it some of it felt like we needed to do it, and some of it was like we're not hopeful, and that's a very like I feel. I mean, that is very so. Like to come back on the other side, it's cool. It's not cool that you're saying it. Cool is a terrible term. It's a. It's just. It's. It's. It's, it's um, very helpful that you're saying it now. But at the same time, I think there's something to be said about like, man, everything that you did, most people don't think about or would have been able to pull off. Um, and so even the things that you did did were miraculous and very cool, very helpful, very amazing, very grace. Right. Yes. Like it's so much grace in them. Yeah. Um, and of course, I mean, maybe I can go back and be like, man, I wish we would have. Okay. Well, you're always sure, going to. And, the, and sure. the truth is, every single, anytime you lose anyone, anyone you love, you're going sure. to have that. And I, sure. that is a very normal response. Sure. You can't get all the boxes, but. Sure. Just yeah. more things I think we wish was on our radar. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, those last, those last few weeks, like Labor Day, we we did our last family trip, and then he he got COVID shortly thereafter, and it was scary. But he he did he made it, and he is yeah. I mean he was on death's door, and he made it. Yeah, we didn't think he was gonna make it. And um, I mean, we didn't think he was like at the point before he got COVID, he was doing really bad. Yeah, I mean, this was right before he passed, and yeah. so when he got it, it was very scary. We're still, I'm still doing my natural stuff to throw at him as, as I think it helped. Yeah. As, as he was able because, you know, upset stomachs. I mean, he's, everything's, he's riddled with cancer. So nothing's functioning correctly. You know, even just going to the bathroom is a, a thing. And we uh, had to do special things to help because it was so bad. Yep. And so then finally he, he started swelling uh, really bad. So we were doing like the feeding tube. That was the way he was getting food through the night. But with the cannabis use, again, his his appetite was more so than we'd ever experienced. But we're still, he was so skinny. We were like, let's try and give him as much nutrition as we can. Uh, but then his body started to swell. So uh, we took him in. And well, because he couldn't go to the bathroom. He could, yeah, he couldn't go to the bathroom. It was so he was swollen and exactly. stuff wasn't working, and yeah. so we're giving him all this stuff, and it's he's not able to. Yeah, his body can't process it, and so we take him in, and that's when the doctors told us, you know, we're making it worse. Well, that his body was shutting down, and just you know, our the way, doctor was so sweet that day. Yeah, the, I mean, the way the body works is it prioritizes, you know, you got to have oxygen. And then you gotta have water, and you gotta have food, and at that point, it was just oxygen. And so, if we were if we were supplementing him in other ways, it was gonna be make it worse, make swelling the hardest. Like, 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 yeah, his body couldn't uh, his body couldn't deal with it. And for sure, that day is one of the most still for me. Because I remember the nurses and the doctors coming in, and we lingered there for a while, which was weird. And it, it struck me uh, later that the reason they did that is they knew that would be the last time they saw him alive. And uh, and at the time, you know, this is being told to me, but I I couldn't process. I could, my focus is wholly on him. And you know, I don't think he ever was processed it there at that time. Yeah, he was not feeling great. And so, you know, the mission was always take care of him. What does he need? And, and so, they did give him stuff. Like, it helped him go to the bathroom, whatever they gave him. And yeah. that was kind of, like, our biggest was, like, he's swelling. Like, he's not able to relieve himself. Like, this is, like, he was miserable because of it. And so we were just checking our boxes, trying to get him to feel better. Yeah. And, yeah, I remember, I mean, our doctor, that's, like, one of my favorite. Favorite memories are her. It's one of my darkest, but like how much she did, like, like we say all this stuff about we do things different and stuff, but I will tell you, our oncologist cared for our son. Like, I mean, she is probably one of the most busy women I've ever known in my entire life. And she sat in there for 
I don't even know how long with him just holding his hand and she wanted to be near him. And I remember just feeling very loved by that. Yep. Yep. There was a, a real tenderness in the moment. And that's, I didn't have eyes to see yeah, it. Yeah, I think we both missed it in the moment. Yeah. I but, could see it now. But thinking about it later, um, so grateful. But it was just so horrible. And uh, so, yeah, then we're, we take him home. and Well, and that was the big question we had to decide there. And, and I think every family is different because, like, I know, like, the dings who were close to you, like, they wanted to be in the hospital. And I think everyone operates different in what, you want that to look like. So knowing that that was probably coming, we basically had to make the decision well, to go back. The hardest decision actually we had to make on that visit was they did a blood draw, at least for me, that I remember. So he's retaining fluids. He's not able to get stuff out. He had pretty much like, like his levels were awful. Like he needed a blood transfusion. And normally what you would do is give him a blood transfusion and you'd feel a lot better. And he honestly probably would have if we would have given him one. But she pretty much had to, we had to make the decision, hey, do you want to give him a blood transfusion or, but he might not be able to eliminate it, like, because his body was swelling so much. So like, if you do that, there's a risk in that essentially, as opposed to, we had to decide the way he died, as opposed to dying from anemia, he, I mean, he's dying from cancer, but like, as opposed to dying from anemia, he could die from suffocation. Drowning literally in his own lungs. And so you have to make that decision. And I remember just being like, how the hell do you decide how your son dies? Like how the hell? And I'm like, I can't be drunk. I mean, for me, that was just, that for me from the get go was a fear early on when I had heard about it with neuroblastoma about how it can just press on lungs. It can take over your lungs, just stuff. And I was like, I don't want that. And there, there are medicines by God's grace that can help with that. And they, she had shared that with me, but I was like, I can't give him a transfusion, even though I knew it would make him feel better. And so to make that decision was impossible. And we did. And to this day, like when we got his death certificate, it says like ultimate cause of death is anemia. And just the knife of the decisions that you have to make that no parent should ever have to be in is impossible. And that day, that day was what that was such a marker of that, of having to basically decide that and then to decide, do we stay at the hospital or not? And we knew that was an easy one for us. Like Abram did not want to be there. And so for us, we didn't want to be there either, but no, but at the end of the day, I would, if I would have done whatever it would have been for him. And that was not what he wanted. He wanted to be at home. And so we were determined whatever that looked like. And they knew it. And our doctors were so supportive. Like we were going to be home. Yeah. Which, yeah, the only drawback was there's medication he can get in the hospital yes. that we couldn't administer at home. Yeah, there's a medicine and it's hardcore yeah. stuff and you would never do it. It's ketamine, like normally, but ketamine is a gift, like at that phase. And that was the hardest thing because we had seen how much it helped him. So it's, it's weighing to that of the little life that could breathe back into him that we would get moments but also knowing his wishes of like, he didn't want to be there. And so selfishly, like, is that worth it to get us to get more moments or him be where he wants to be? It wasn't even a, there was, unless he would have just begged me to be there. Like there was no way we were going to be in the hospital. No. I mean, he was so clear about that from the get go. Like it, it wasn't, that part wasn't the hard decision. The re the blood transfusion thing was one of the hardest things. I think I had to decide along his entire journey. Yeah. Cause we knowing he'd feel a little better for a little bit. We, we were scared that that's what they were going to tell us, but we didn't have any idea that that, it was, de that decision would be put in front of us of, I mean, choosing how your child's going to die. Suffocation or yeah. anemia. Yeah. Did you guys talk? Well, I mean, was he able to dialogue with you in that he's last in, bit? He's, he's in pretty rough shape. Okay. We're, we're trying to. He was there, though. He was. But he was. But it was, you know, trying to manage pain, trying to just all the yeah. basic functions or what we're trying to. I mean, at this point, we're almost wanting him just to be more sleep more because he's in so much pain because he's struggling so much. That, and that, that's an awful place to be. I mean, that's it's you're not fighting for the moments necessarily anymore. You're just I don't want you to hurt. And so that's really where we were at on that trip. Yeah. Our last one. And so. 
we uh, we take him home. We make the decision not to do the transfusion. Again, in, in the moment, we're, I'm really just thinking about, I just need to get him home. Like, whatever happened in the last two hours. And it was so much more than two hours. Or whatever it was. We were there. Okay, yeah. It doesn't matter. I don't we were know. there a lot of the day. Yeah. But. And uh, the expectation was that, you know, he was down to days. If if even. Yeah. When we left, yeah. I think he made it like 10 more days. Yeah. Wow. Like 12 more days, something like Which were probably the hardest days I think that I've ever lived through. They were super hard. But also, there were still moments that were really sweet. Well, it wasn't really until like the last it was two the, days, day and a half. It was the day before he passed. The day he actually passed, he was asleep most of the day. It was the day before he passed. It was the hardest. But we were, I'm thankful, you know, we we let family know and everyone came everyone in our very small 1800 square foot house yeah (laughs) everybody was there in september and it's hot in texas and our ac didn't work very good it's (laughs) just uh crazy but uh, just that it's not a gift but it was a mercy um because we did we got you know we got pictures of him and all his cousins and us because we put his bed in our bedroom. It had been since for a while. It had been for a while, but there's... For a while, he wanted to be with his brothers. And know, there was a point where he really needed to be in the room with us for us to be able to watch him at night. Yeah. But, you know, we're all there. He can't see, but we're listening to, like, Hank the Cow Dog. Or, Which is so stupid. Jack's <laughs> <laughs> uh, family, anyone that's ever listened to this... Like, this describes your, like, your family is giggling so hard. And my kids are laughing hard. And I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever listened to in my entire life. <laughs> but it made my son laugh, and I love it for that. Yeah. But it it was very descriptive of. Yep. <laughs> he laughed. How different we are. <laughs> yeah, well, it gave everybody. Reprieve. A, a reason to kind of be there together. And yeah, some kind of. Is that in the. This dragon, he listened to these dragon yeah. ones with my mom that he loved. Yeah. Yeah. And so just. Those I liked. Yeah. I tried to get him to do like Lord of the Rings and that was too scary. And, you know, just. Oh, he couldn't see it. So it was hard to. Yeah. He, he, we did have some. It wasn't just all terrible, which for me was disorienting because I was told one thing. And then, of course, Abram didn't follow it. And yeah, he did not at all. We were told what to expect, and he did not do typical stuff no. at all. Even to the day he died, he yeah. didn't. Yeah, because I was even even when he died, it was this stuff going on. I kept looking for what the doctor told me to look for, and he wasn't doing that. Yeah. I mean, he passed very quick, though. So. Yeah. So like from the time we thought he was passing to when he passed, that it was less I mean, forty minutes, if even. Yeah. Yeah. So we we got you know, so I think we went in on a Monday, and then he made it. Over a week into that next Friday. To the point where he's struggling, though, and we called the doctor that day of, like, what are we missing? Like, what can we do? Because, like, he was struggling so much. And that that day, and it probably was part of it, and I don't pretend to know how all this works, but, I mean, that day, he had been in so much pain the day before he passed. So that was the day. That was probably the worst day that I can remember ever for him. because And he wouldn't want anyone in the room but me. Which, like I said, was an honor, but it was, I think, the hardest thing I ever did as a mom. That's not true. Burying him was probably the hardest. But being in that room with him and no one else was good. Like, he he just wanted mom, but he was in so much pain. And it was the most taxing thing because I couldn't fix it. Like, that was what hurt. Like, I would do anything for him. Like, I don't care what level of energy or whatever, but I could not fix it. And so to be in that situation where I'm doing everything I can, just be like, I hate this for you. I love you. And yeah, that was literally the best of like, after all the meds, like that was the best I could do. So the next day, I mean, we communicate all this obviously to the doctors in the hospice and they go up on his meds, I think pretty significantly in pain medicine. And there's absolutely a correlation to that. Like, I mean, the more you increase that, I do think it can bring death on quicker to a degree. So my guess is to some degree that's what happened. And yet at the same time, like, I mean, the Lord, the Lord is sovereign over all of that. And yet I can kind of see it clearer now than I did in that. But at that point, like 
the pain he was in was not worth living. I mean, it was, it was not, it was not okay. And we could not fix it. Yeah. So it was really hard. The circumstances around it, other than the obvious, like, you know, there's, there's folks in our lives that are watching this, that love us, love our son, and they are falling apart around us and just crazy stuff. Like we're having to have difficult conversations. We're asking people not to be in our house anymore. I kick people out that whole week. I'm like, I can't handle you. You got to yeah. go. Yeah. And, and, and the context of, I mean, you're like, well, duh, you're watching your son wither away. But they're hurting deeply too. They are. And, and at the time it felt like, how, how, how are we having to deal with this right now when this is what's happening to our son? And why, why is this even a thing? But I think looking back on it now, I'm like, I can see a little bit easier. Just they're falling apart in their own way also. And I actually do think to this day, because we watched, I mean, Jack's aunt passed away before Abram ever got sick. And I remember walking through that. And every time I get an update, I just bawl. And like, that was not good. And I remember that wrestle and feeling so far removed. And yet this family and this woman that I cared deeply for, and I couldn't do anything. And I, I do think there is something to be said about when you're at the heart of it, there's a different level of confidence. I don't know what the right word would be, but like, where I almost think it's harder to be on the outside to a degree, not harder, harder is not the right word. I'm not gonna use that word, but there is a different level when you are on the outside of it, you have no control over what's going on to just watch it happen and just feel so helpless. And then when we're in it and we're making decisions, like there at least was this level of like, we get dinner and so I, I can see that differently than I think in that moment where I'm just like, this is where I'm at and this is all I can do. And I, and I was okay with that. And there was freedom there for me. Like, I, I really was like, I can only handle this. But at the same time, I can look back and see, I think a little bit better, the deep wrestles of everyone else around us. Yeah, at the time it was- I like, didn't have eyes at it all. It was like- I didn't un care. Unforgivable. Yeah. Like, what, what? I can't believe you're making this about you and my son's dying. Yeah, um, no, I, I agree with that. But I would just say that if, if anybody's in it or- going through it like just there's nothing that would surprise me at this point <laughs> from from how we experienced it and then I, I guess we just talk about the day so again we're, we're, we're told what to be looking for with when the body really starts to shut down uh, we had had uh, Vince and Katie Dang kind of recount the story of their son which was more probably typical of what to expect, I feel like. Yeah, so we, and, and then the doctors kind of reiterated, this is what that'll look like. So that's what we were looking for. And, and really, like, we were having blips of good moments. And then that last day, we were, you know, because at first, we're like, he's, we're told days, so we're, we're like, we're not going to leave his side. We didn't. And then it's like 12 days in, and we're cooked. Like we're just completely cooked because it's a twenty-four hour gig with him. It was, it was exhausting. We were, we were just totally. And I was totally exhausted, and I mean, there's thoughts of and like it's, it's worth it. Like I don't want that to sound like like it was. It's both. I would know. take every moment totally. And yet, I remember th what's crazy is I remember thinking that I remember laying next to him and being like, I don't want to be doing this. I just went out for a minute. I want some space. And yet I can tell you, and just, just to have freedom there, like, that's okay. Like it was okay when I took those breaks. It was okay when I needed to take the breaks. And I'm, I think that where I was at needed to do that. And yet then I still get the wrestle on the side of like what I would give to hold his hand for those 10 days consecutively and not ever leave, like what I would give for that. And so that wrestle, I think is a very okay, okay place to be because that it, it's real. And Yet there were times I needed to step out of that room. I needed to be out of the room to be able to be for him what he needed me to be, or I wouldn't have been able to. And so, I don't know. It, I just, that wrestle still is in me. I mean, it's it's not necessarily gone because I'm like, 
Why wasn't I there that whole last day? Why wasn't I? Because I didn't. I wasn't. And that's part of the story. But yeah, well, you're we're not given a countdown clock, right? And that's what's so hard because again, we were told here's the things to look for, and we're not. He's 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 visibly deteriorating, but and getting worse and worse. But we're not seeing the 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 signs per se. And uh, so that particular day, we're we're cooked. We're completely exhausted. Yeah, because the day before was the one that he had been in pain all day. Yeah. So you're in there. I mean, he wants me by his side, but Jack's pretty much doing all the legwork that whole day of meds, of all the stuff, and I am being mama. Like, that was kind of that day, and it was... Yeah, and then... Um, so this next day, he's sleeping. Yeah, so he's sleeping um, that afternoon. Which probably was a sign. We, we had the we had the call of the doctor and saying, hey... I know you said this, but we're not seeing any of this. And, and she's, he's like, in she's so like, much pain. She's like, oh, yeah, I don't know. But these are, and I just. Well, I remember her being, she was surprised. Like, she told us that on the phone. She was just like, I, I'm surprised. Like, like real honest. And that's what we liked about her. She was always very honest. But she's like, I'll be honest. I didn't, I didn't think he'd be hanging on at this point. I mean. Yeah. yeah. So then our, we got a, I got a call from our pastor from from jason and he lives over an hour away from us at this point but he works 10 minutes away and he just called randomly it's like hey can i bring you guys dinner yeah this story is a hundred percent though god like one of the things i think like just to preface it one of the things of this whole entire night that i can look back at and be so confident that the lord's hand was over all of it is this story because we needed this desperately. Yeah, so we're he comes over and uh, my parents are here, so they're with Abram and we're sitting yeah. on the back porch with our pastor Jason and yeah. Abram had been sleeping most of the day, so I took a lot of time out that day. Like I was out of the room a lot. And so my parents were there most of the day. They ended up leaving to go back into Austin for my niece's birthday and then we're planning to come right back. And then Jack's parents took over. And so I Neither of us are really in the room very much this day because he's asleep. So we're not necessarily missing moments, but we're not next to him. Yeah. And we are both so done in from the day before. Yeah. And uh, so we're, we open a nice so bottle of wine. he comes over. He brings over dinner. We're just he trying to stop. breathe. He's making us laugh. We're just... On the back porch. Yeah. And uh, my dad comes and gets me and says, hey, I think, I think Abram's hurting. Uh, so I go in and I... I I give him some uh, some stuff for pain, and then I don't know, maybe fifteen twenty minutes after that, my dad comes back and he's like, "Hey, you you need to come back here." And so we all go in there. Yeah, and and pretty quickly get a. And what my dad had told me was, Abram wasn't really talking that day, but uh, he was. I don't, I don't remember if it was... He was squeezing their hands. Yeah. I don't remember whose hand. But Both of them. So they were, they, they were holding their hand and... Uh, it was your mom and dad, and I think he was squeezing both of them. Yeah. So he he squeezed their hand like... He knew. He knew. Something. So... Uh, uh, they, came and, they came and got us. And uh, we were with him. So we went in there, and um, we're just loving on him for a second. And then I'm so thankful for Jason for this. It's like, because Eli was asleep, so our youngest is three at the time. He was in bed already, and the other two are awake. And he's like, I think, like, we had... Our kids were not unaware. Like, we had had a conversation probably a week or so before this, like, hey, like, the Lord might not heal him on the side of heaven. And so they weren't unaware. Like this is, we've been very honest with them from the get go. And so Jason was like, Hey, like, well, I don't know who said what, but someone was like, you should go say something. I was like, well, maybe I think I was telling your dad to go do it or something. And Jason's like, no mama. Like, I think, I think you need to go tell them. And I will tell you that was so hard because I remember this moment of like, I don't want to leave Abram's side. Like he's actively dying. And yet, I am so, so thankful to this day that I was the one that went to Ezra and Jubilee and said, hey, you need to come say goodbye to your brother. Like, he's dying. 
Because it wouldn't have been good. Like it wouldn't, but in that moment, like I'm not thinking. So to have this like pastor there who is literally just, I mean, he's gifted in entering into these places to speak that over me. And the, I think the gift that that is to my children. And I'm so glad. And they got to come in and they got to say bye to their brother. They got to say, I love you. And then the last thing I whispered to Abram is, uh, and, and this is still God too, because I was like, I don't, I didn't think about this. It wasn't like a preconceived, like, you don't think about those things. And I said, run to Jesus, baby. He's going to heal you. And that kid ran. Uh. And he was gone right after that. Yep. Man. It was, uh, just. But we were all there. We were there. And Jason was literally like, one of the things I remember as he's standing there and he's just speaking peace over the room. Like, I remember him saying that and being like, this isn't freaking peace. Like, it's not what it felt like, but then. Like it was like, there was this, there was this thing from the Lord that was just like, there was like, he wasn't hurting anymore. Yep. We're, it was such a mercy that he was there. Cause just even, even after, you know, it's, it's just so shocking. Cause it, it's finally hitting me that he's, he's gone. And, uh, you know, all my hope, you know, my my fight was over, and I, uh, I wasn't ready for that. And uh, but just to have uh, that steadying hand from from Jason, and just because even when you know you're like at first you're like, well, I don't, I'll just lay here next to him. Um, but pretty quickly, just the way the body responds, like you you just very aware that he's. He's not there. He's gone. It got cold. Yeah, his body gets cold and stiff, and it's. But uh, I am, so all of that, like I'll say, so like Jason being there, I think one of my favorite things he did is right away he kicked everyone else out. He said, hey, I think they need a minute with Abram by himself before he got cold. And that was, like, not something I ever would have thought about. You know what I mean? Like in that moment where you're just. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not thinking and there's things not happening, but then even the kids getting to come back in first before, cause we had all this family there. So they're all there too. And so, I mean, it's a very overwhelming thing. And then to have an audience is hard. And so for him to be like, Hey, we're all going to get out. He gave me and Jack time. And then the kids came in and we got to just talk to, I mean, Eli's obviously asleep and, and that's still a grace. Like he was so little and we got to talk to him by the next day, but to have Jubilee and Ezra, get to be there is such a get is such a bad word, but they were there and we talked about it. Like we talked about like the body's going cold cause he's not there. And for them to be part of that is one of the most awful things. But yet I'm like, there, I, I think it's so much better than them not mm. having any right. idea. And so we got these moments that Jason really did. And then to call to like all of the things that we just, we didn't have to worry about stuff. Like, it was like, this is what you need to do next and this. And then if anyone knows Jason Holloman, like he's funny. So like there's stuff like he's knocking over the freaking beating pole at some point, like breaking things. And I'm like, I mean, it, and then we're kind of giggling a little bit in the middle and like, yeah, he's asking us videos of Abram. We get to show him after. I mean, just stuff that yeah, yeah. was or even like what we needed in that moment. You know, because we call... Uh, his hospice nurse, and then they let the uh, funeral home know. So when they come and get the body, like even just Jason giving us a warning, like, hey, this is going to be pretty jarring when they come to get the body. And uh, yes, if we, and, and I remember like for you, and this was this was one of the things we differed in afterwards. And so really when Abram got colder, like I didn't want to touch him anymore. I had a really bad memory from really the first person I ever lost was my mom's mom. So my grandma and we were going to her funeral and it was touching her hand and it was really cold and having like, it was, it was the first person that I really loved that died. And 
being so scarred by that. Like, she's cold. She's not supposed to be cold. And um, when he started to get cold, and, and I think every parent difference, and I don't think there's a right or wrong at all here. I was like, he's not there. I don't want to touch him. I don't want that memory. I don't want it to be cold. So I really like kind of like as his body got more stiff and cold. I just didn't want to keep touching him because I was like, that's not who he is. That's not my boy. Whereas like you, like I just remember Jack being like, this is the last time I'm going to carry my son. And he carried him to the gurney to take him to the funeral home. Yeah. Uh, but we differed and that, and that was okay. Like, sure. yeah, I, I broke down the front yard, just <laughs> holding him. Uh, so hard and awful. But we just wanted to say this, uh, like death is, is not a part of the Lord's plan. Uh, but there was death, and uh, it was catastrophic. But I just said mercy. Uh, but he was there. He was like, there. God he, was. He was with us. So, like it, it's one of the things that brings me the most comfort on this side when I relive the worst night of my entire life is how clear the Lord made Himself, where it was like such a unique fluke and it wasn't a fluke but like it was such a unique thing that i'm like there's no freaking way that wasn't you like that's you whispering over me how much you yelling at me how much you love me in the midst of insane tragedy it doesn't make it hurt less but there's comfort in it yeah mm -hmm. no and we're not abandoned and forsaken yeah. we weren't because everything that's happening makes you want to feel like you are mm. uh but the lord Saying like, nope, he's not. He's not scared of those hard places, because uh, he was definitely there. He was of all people. God definitely knew. Yeah, and so even just uh, the stuff leading up to that, we were leaning on. You know, we called you and Cole over and said, "Hey, we need a." This was before Abram died. We we're like, we we need to plan a funeral, but we can't do it, and we need your help. And our, the sweetness of what y'all did was, yeah, y'all honored our boys our, so well. Our, our, and I remember even Joey showing up that night. <laughs> he called you and he's like, "Weren't you awkwardly sitting in your car and not sure what to do?" And yeah, yeah. And we're like, "Joey, come sit with us." And it was a gift. Like it was a gift because I remember we were surrounded by family and I remember being and I wasn't really invited. I knew you were there for Jack, but I was like, "Jack goes to be in the side yard with you." Like, you didn't know what to do, but you showed up. And you're just like, I'm going to be here. But it felt very sweet. To, and I just remember coming to sit with y'all because I was like, I need to just be away, too, from everyone. Because not that you didn't have emotion. I know you did, without question, because I know you loved our son. But we're surrounded by family who's also grieving. And when you're grieving and surrounded by family, that is a really, really hard place to be. And it's it's still hard, like, to this day. Because I think to a degree— Everyone wants you to carry, not necessarily just us, but in general, like when you share your pain with someone, you want them to help carry it a little bit. And we really just don't have capacity, especially that night. And so you being there, and I know for Jack, that felt very safe of like, hey, I just want to come sit with you. And then I'm like, well, I'm going to go sit with y'all because I just, I needed to be yeah. away from everything else. Yeah. And it was like, even that you did that, like that was... Just for anyone else listening on the other side, like it's it's a really sweet way to just show up. Like you didn't have words, you didn't whatever, you're just like, I'm gonna be there and I'm gonna and you did. And it we felt very loved by that. So I know you're there for more of Jack, but I felt loved too. <laughs> for all of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's good we had, I mean, I mean several people just they did the same thing. They didn't know what to do, so they just showed up. Uh, Mike and Deb were there. And there was people just literally not even talking to us, like people that we didn't even know were there that came and literally just outside our house praying over it. I mean, just 
hey, we're just going to be here. We're going to pray over this place and for y'all. And that was, yeah. I mean, the Lord was there. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. And it still really sucked. <laughs> yeah. It was devastating. But he was with us. And uh, I, I, I will testify to that. And yeah. I am angry that my son's gone and I'm heartbroken, but that doesn't diminish the fact that the Lord was with us so clearly. And I think that, I think that for me has helped me a lot on this side of the fight because it's been a fight. Like it is a wrestle with the Lord. Like, I mean, we talked about this before, but just relearning who God really is, what the Bible really says he is. And so that night though, was such like a launching pad into like, okay, I still believe, I want to believe you're good. And yet nothing felt good. And yet I could see his goodness in that night because he was there in my darkest moment. And so to have that, and I think the Lord, that's just the, the gift of that is huge. And we probably didn't see that at the time. Oh, 100%. Like, I don't think we, I think we were amazed that Jason was there, but not to the depth that. We're in shock. We're, we were in, there's so much shock. And shock is a gift. Mm. Honestly, like you're not meant to process everything at once. Like I, to this day, the Lord gives us, I, I actually think shock because you cannot process everything at one point and there's a gift of it because it wears off and it does. And, and it's still hard and there's layers and you have to keep peeling back, but you're not meant, you're not meant to deal with any of this. That's not how he designed us. Right. But when we have space to do that, like, over extended period of time is better than if that hit all in that moment. Like you can't, you can't withstand that. Mm. And so we were definitely in shock. Yeah. But yeah, so it's the worst, worst day of our life. Um, yeah. So hard, so difficult, but yeah, just even now, just recounting the faithfulness the Lord was and, was to us and how that happened. Uh, wish it didn't. I'd take it all back. <laughs> but, but yeah, he was that's there. the truth, though. Like we say that often. Like yeah. I love what the Lord has given me on this side in the sense of how I view Him. I think in a way healthier way than I ever did. But if I'm being completely honest, like before anyone else, like I want my son back. I mean, and that, and and that's not the right Jesus answer, right? Like that's not the quote unquote Christian, American Christian, what you're supposed to say. But like, if you actually ask me, like, I want my son back, and I, I don't know that I'm gonna, I don't know on this side of heaven that I'm gonna get to a different place, and maybe I will, but nah, I think it's right. Yeah, I, I won't. And I, but I, no. I, I am thankful for what the Lord has given me. Yeah, yeah. As much as I'm grateful for how he's with us, I, I want my son back. I want. Oh, it's not worth Abram. Sure. Yeah. Sure. It's hard. <laughs>